as never before that everything is going down but the word of God. I'm telling y'all, everything is going down but the word of God. How many of you all, how many of you all, how many of you all believe the word of God? Do you really believe it? Now, I'm not, don't play with it. I'm talking about really, really believe the word of God. God, the promises of God, every promise that's in this word, God has given us the authority to claim every promise. And I need you all to know that if there's ever a day that we need to really start getting into the word of God and believing the word of God because there's so much other stuff that's out there. And if you're not careful, amen, some of it sounds quite convincing. If I must say so myself, it sounds quite convincing. And if you don't know the word of God, if you don't study the word of God, I tell you all all the time here at St. Luke Church, I want to be known, amen, and watch this as, as, as a word church now. I don't do nothing but preach the word, amen. That's all I'm going to preach. I think dancing is fine and shouting is fine. And I believe in all of that. I do. I really do. Nobody likes to dance like I like to dance. I can't dance as much as I used to dance. Amen. You might have to cut a step for me every now and then. But when the dancing is over, somebody say when the dance is over, we're going to need something, amen, to take with us, amen, to deal with this world that we're not a part of, but yet that we have to live in on a day-by-day basis. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, says something. And it simply says this. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. You may take your seat because if I read too much more I'm going to preach too long. For the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. I want to talk to you uh, simply about the word of God. Somebody say the word of God. In a day where we, in which we live where people are trying to discredit the Bible. They're trying to discredit the word of God. A lot of people will read the word of God and try to the best of their ability to make the word fit their situation. That's, that's really considered as misinterpreting the word of God. We have a lot of people that can quote scripture but you need to understand that even the devil can quote scripture. You remember when Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted, the Bible said of the devil. That was the purpose of him going into the wilderness. And when you read that, I believe it's in the fourth chapter of the book of St. Matthews, the devil tried to tempt the Lord uh, by using the word of God. But where he made his mistake was simply this, is that he didn't have sense enough. He didn't have sense enough, amen, not to know that you can't quote the word on the word because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made the flesh. 
And then the Bible said that it dwelt among us and men beheld his glory. And so I'm a firm believer that the Bible is the most remarkable book that's ever been made. It is a divine library of 66 books, and some are considerable size, and others are no larger than a track. But these books include various forms of literature. When you read the Bible, you'll discover history. You'll discover a biography. You'll discover poetry. There's some proverbial sayings. There's some hymns in this Bible, some letters. Uh, there's direction for uh, worship. There's laws and parables, riddles, uh, allegories. There's some prophecies in uh, the Bible. And can you believe there's even some drama in the Bible? If you want some real drama, I dare you to start reading uh, uh, the Bible. And there's other things that's written within these 66 books. In fact, they embrace all manner of scholarly styles uh, in human uh, expression. It is a book that reveals uh, the mind of God. It reveals the state of man. It reveals the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are, they are holy. Its precepts binding. Its histories true. And its decisions immutable. We ought to read it to be wise. Believe it to be safe and practice it to be holy. I mean, y'all know in order to be holy, you must practice what's written in the book. The Bible contains light to direct you, food to support you, comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map. It's the pilgrim's staff. It's the pilot's compass, the soldier's uh, sword, and the Christian's uh, uh, charter. Here in uh, this book, can I talk about the Bible for a few minutes? Here, heaven uh, is open, the gates of hell uh, disclosed. Christ is uh, its grand subject. Our good uh, is it designed, and the glory of God is uh, its end. It, it should fill your memory. If we could remember this Bible like we remember some uh, 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 episodes on the TV, we'd be in pretty good shape. Amen. It should fill your memory. It should rule your heart, guide your feet in righteousness and, uh, and true holiness. The Bible is uh, a mind of wealth. It's the source of health and uh, a world of pleasure. It is given to you in, uh, in this life, but guess what? It will be opened at the judgment because the Bible said that the book will be open and we will all stand uh, forever. It, this book, it involves uh, the highest responsibility will reward any amount of labor. It will condemn all a tri trifle with its sacred contents. There's nothing like 
the word of God. The fact of the matter is, Paul writing to Timothy said in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verse number 16, it declares that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And when you look at that word inspiration, it just simply means God breathed. In other words, God, uh, he breathed. It's a God, uh, it's a God breath. It's only here in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, where that inspiration of God, where God actually, he, 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 he breathes. It is that special influence of the Holy Spirit in uh, the lives of holy men, which qualified uh, and enabled them to make an infallible record of divine truth concerning the will of God to man. You see, the purpose of inspiration, a lot of folk, we hear about inspiration. We put on program inspirational uh, messages. We got inspirational missionaries, inspirational uh, preachers nowadays. But we need to really understand when you see that word uh, uh, inspiration in that particular text that the purpose of inspiration is to secure truth and unity in uh, record in, in other words it's 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 when you look at it it's not the sameness of uh, words uh, or statement you have to understand that revelation always discovers uh, new truth inspiration uh, superintends the communicating uh, and the recording uh, of that truth. And so we have uh, all throughout the Bible, we have examples uh, of inspiration without revelation. We got a lot of folk that, that have a lot of uh, inspiration, but they don't have no, no revelation, Sister Carla. And then uh, there are times that we do have uh, inspiration that includes uh, revelation. Ain't nothing like when you uh, have some uh, inspiration behind uh, your revelation. And then there are times uh, that we have uh, uh, inspiration without illumination and we have revelation and uh, and inspiration that includes uh, uh, illumination those of you that's been around we discussed that uh, doing bible study we talked about revelation we talked about inspiration we talked about uh, uh, illumination and so when uh, when you read that these men uh, uh, that the scriptures are inspired by God you you have to understand uh, that there are different degrees uh, of inspiration. Let me talk to y'all for a little while because uh, uh, I'm going to challenge you at, at, at the end uh, of this message. There are different degrees uh, of inspiration. Number one, you have to understand uh, and ask me later from the scripture that back up what I am saying. Uh, but, but number one, some parts uh, of scripture gives uh, the exact words uh, of God. You need to understand when you 
read this Bible that when Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, some of the writing that you will read is Paul talking. And so sometimes we're guilty of saying, and the Lord said, and the Lord, no, no, no. We got to be very careful of that because uh, uh, the some parts of scripture gives the exact words uh, of God. And then secondly, there are some words that were put into the mouths of the speakers who spoke as the spirit inspired them. In other words, they opened up their mouth and the spirit of God would speak through them. You know, used to be a time if you grew up in this church, used to be a time when you used to see the old timers, the old preachers, they'd come to the pulpit and they open up their Bible and they take a text and they say, I'm going to wait for the Holy Ghost to fill my mouth. Well, we're living in the day that you got to study to show yourself approved under God and a workman that need not be ashamed. Because what happened? What happened to those days uh, that they stood up and the Holy Ghost didn't uh, fill their mouth? And they got to talking about some of everything. And, and we still have some people. You know, can you believe we got some folk that says that people who use notes while uh, they are preaching that the Holy Ghost is not using them. They ought to stand up and they ought to just wait on the Holy Ghost to, to reveal to them some revelation, some inspiration, uh, and some illumination. Somebody say the devil is a liar. Listen, I'm a firm believer that it takes paper to start fire. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Uh, it takes paper to start fire. And I tell people all the time, Ella Mason, I'm a manuscript preacher. And the reason I'm a manuscript preacher is not because I don't know the word of God, but first of all, it gives me direction. You know, when you're filled with the word of God, you could say one word and it'll take you all the way over into right field. Then you could say something else and it'll take you all the way over uh, to left field. Amen. Some did speak uh, as the Holy Ghost uh, did give it to them. And then thirdly, there were some words uh, were written as the Spirit moved, as the Spirit moved men. And then fourthly, this is very important because uh, in some parts of scripture it was left uh, up to the writer to choose uh, their own words to relate truth by the inspiration and guidance of uh, the spirit so in other words the Holy Ghost uh, was still the spirit of God was still using them uh, but allowed them to use uh, their own words and so when you look in this Bible when you look into this Bible, we find lies of Satan and men. Somebody say, oh my God, you mean to tell me there's some lies in this Bible? Yes, there's some lies, but follow me. I said we find lies of Satan and man. Go back to the very beginning. Didn't the devil lie to Eve? Didn't Eve lie to Adam? It's recorded 
right here in in the book. There are some false doctrines and many sins are listed in the book. You mean to tell me there are some sins in this book? There's all kinds of sins when you look at the lives of the individuals that they wrote about. You have to understand when you deal with inspiration that all inspiration is given by God. Inspiration just simply guarantees that these lies were told, that these fallacies were taught by certain men, and that these crimes were committed, that David did kill, you have Uriah killed, that Rahab was a harlot, that Jezebel was a Jezebel queen. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. That that Abraham lied and declared that that, 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 that was her sister. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Those are the fallacies of the Bible that, that inspiration just simply revealed. I'm glad that inspiration revealed it because that simply means there's hope for all of us. You ought to look at your name and say there's hope for you. Because sometimes when we feel, sometimes when we feel that we've fallen short of the glory of God and the devil will try to convince you that you're no good and that God can't use you because of your past, then you can go and look in the word of God and see where before Paul became, before Paul became Paul, he was Saul and how he persecuted the church. He was a bad dude, wasn't he? But yet when you look in the New Testament, Paul Paul, after he gets his life together, hallelujah, Paul ended up writing the majority of the New Testament. When you look at, when you look at David with everything he was involved in, God still declared that David was a man after his own heart. When you look at Peter, Peter was a fighter. Peter was a cursor. Listen, I want you saints to know those of you that still fighting and those of you that still cussing, y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Look at your neighbor say there's still hope for you. There's still hope. Let me move on lest I preach too long. Tell somebody else there's still hope. That's what I like about the Bible because it shows the sins. It shows uh, it shows the shortcomings of men and women. Uh, Rahab went into rehab and the Lord saved her life and the Lord used her. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what the purpose of inspiration. One must find out when you read the Bible. You just, you just can't read and put everything on God. But when you read it, whether Satan or evil men or God is speaking in uh, in the scripture. God is not responsible for what others have just have said just because uh, he causes what they did say to be recorded uh, by inspiration. But all God guarantees uh, is that the things uh, that were said and done uh, and that's recorded in this book, all God wants you to know is that is true. Somebody say the Bible is right. Uh, 
and say somebody is wrong. Only what God says, only what God teaches in this book is uh, is truth. And that's what he requires uh, for us to obey. And so the spirit, everybody say the spirit, uh, it used the faculties and abilities of the writers uh, to record things, past, present, uh, and the future. He gave direct revelations, guided them uh, to choose records uh, of men. He allowed them uh, to do it. It is a scripture that is inspired, not the man. Oftentimes we say that God inspired men to write. That's incorrect. God, the text says that it is the scripture that is inspired. All scripture, somebody say all scripture. The Bible does not claim to be written by inspired men, but all scripture is from the inspiration. It does claim that God, he breathed, it came out of God. And so when we look at our text here today, our text gives uh, us some wonderful truths about the character of uh, the word of God. The Bible is the greatest of all books and this is because uh, this book is God's book. Tell your neighbor, this book is, I know we don't carry Bibles no more, you know uh, modern technology, amen. How many of y'all got a Bible? Raise your hand if you got a Bible. Look here, uh, 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 raise your Bible up. I didn't say if you got one, you might be on a coffee table at home full of dust. That's what I like. I like to see the saints. Come on, saints. Uh, I know it's convenient to have it on our phone. I know it's convenient. Amen. Modern technology. You can have all these different uh, uh, translations. Use your phone when you get home in order to study. But bring the word of God. Uh, bring it with you. Because what's going to happen if your battery go dead? Y'all ain't going to talk to me. What, what's going to happen if you crack your screen? Amen. And you're no longer able to uh, to read it. Let's 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 be a Bible toting church. Y'all ain't got to talk back into me. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, bring your Bible to church. Uh, when you look at the Bible, when you look at our text here today, you will discover several things, and then I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go. The first thing that I notice here when I read this text is uh, that the Bible is practical. Everybody say practical. Why how do I know that the Bible is practical? Because simply it says the word of God is quick. Somebody say quick. And you need to understand that the word quick is an old English word for living. Everybody say living. So in other words, the Bible is a living book. The Bible is alive. It is not dormant. It uh, is not inactive. It is not antiquated. The Bible is not out of date. The Bible is not impractical. No book is as alive as the Bible. Uh, it is applicable to every person in every uh, facet of uh, their life in every age. Uh, you can find whatever you want in this Bible. Y'all, if you want, if you want to learn about wisdom, uh, read from the wisest man that ever lived in uh, in the book of Proverbs. Can I preach this book today? If you want some mystery, you want some real mystery, go over to the book of Revelation. If you want, uh, y'all folks, 
folk that need some love stories and all that stuff. You need a little romance in your marriage. I dare you to go to uh, go to Songs of Solomon where he said, let me kiss you with the tips of my lips because my lips are sweeter than wine. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. Talk about, y'all ain't going to help me here. Talked about how the breasts look like the mountains of labium, man. It's it's all in the book. Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. You reading them other books. Why don't you read the, why don't you read the book that's alive and the books that's true. Come on here, somebody. When we first, when I was first dating Sister Teresa, she thought I was a poet. She didn't know I was just writing what I was reading from the Songs of Solomon. I need y'all to know it is applicable to every person. Amen. No matter what age that you are, when you feel like you're slowing down and the devil, I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute. I ain't in no hurry, so y'all, y'all, y'all leave me alone. Y'all, 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 y'all just leave me alone. Let me just get through this here. Listen, when you get old and feel like nobody care about you and, and, and feel like that God has forsaken you. The Bible's very practical because notice something. When he says they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Notice what's happening here. You're going to mount up with wings as eagles. Then you're going to do what? You're going you're gonna to run and not be weary. Then you're going to do what? You're going to walk and not faint. I got to help somebody here that's feeling that, 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 that's feeling that you're all along and God don't care about you. You remember the days that you was able to soar like an eagle, but you've gotten to the age now you can't soar no more. You remember the days that you used to run. Y'all ain't helping me preaching here. You remember the days that you were able to run, but you can't run no more. It's in the book now. He says all you can do is walk. You might need a little help walking, but keep on walking. You got walkers that, that, that you carry your chair along with you just in case you have to sit down. But the Bible says you going to walk and not faint. You ought to tell somebody, I love the word of God. There ain't no need of me standing here telling everybody to soar like an eagle. Everybody ain't going to soar like no ego. Somebody will shout the devil is a liar. We need to learn what this book is really saying to us. Some of us done got to the point where we might just be in the running stage. But just keep on running. And if you keep running and you keep living you're going to make it to the walking stage. But just know that you're not going to faint. Be not weary in well doing. Ah, because in due season you shall not. Man, I'm feeling so something up in here. The Bible's never out of date and it will never lose its value and it's, it will never cease to be practical. Don't let folk bring you all these new books and all these new all this new garbage uh, y'all reading. Throw that stuff away. This is all you need uh, is the word of God. The Bible never loses its value. It is as always practical because it is uh, alive. It is always working uh, and quickening its message to the human heart. Everybody say the Bible is practical. Not only do I see that the Bible is practical, but when I read that text, it's quick and what? Somebody don't say powerful. Mm -hmm. The word translated the powerful is the Greek word from which we get the English word energy. Everybody say energy. And so the message here is that the word of God energizes those who study and live the, by the word of God. If you get into the word of God 
daily and earnestly, you will have the energy for service. My God. And the power to overcome temptation. The devil beating you from pillar to post, running you all over town. The devil is a lie. Get into the word of God. My God, the devil have you dragging and barely picking up your feet. I dare you to get into the word because the word is powerful. In other words, the word of God will give you some energy when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling sad, when you feel like don't nobody care about you. Get into this word. It'll make you wash your dishes faster. It'll make you put more tubs of clothes in the washing machine. It'll get you out of that pity party situation that don't nobody love me, don't nobody care. Somebody will say the devil is a liar because in the word of God, who shall separate me from the love of God? And when he went through a whole list, he said nothing shall separate me. If don't nobody ever tell me that they love me, I know that God loves me. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Somebody said the word is powerful. Listen, if you dragging your feet spiritually and not performing well in service, get into the word of God. The word of God will give you energy and power to live a faithful and victorious life. The word of God will keep you up at night. I said I'm going to bed early on Saturday nights. But Mother Geetry, I get to digging into the word of God. And next thing I know it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, Lord have mercy. I got to get up in a couple of hours. But guess what? When I wake up, I'm not even tired. I wake up and declare the word that this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. How many of y'all know that we, we, we don't reach the time now? We got to start declaring what's in the word because it's quick. It's powerful. The word of God will energize your situation. You better speak those things that are not as though they were. You would stop talking about how sick you are. Everybody time somebody calls, you got to tell them uh, the color of your mucus. Y'all ain't going to help me here. And how long you been coughing and all this stuff. Tell your neighbor, stop it, stop it. And start telling them by the grace of God, I'm already healed. I'm just waiting on God to manifest himself. Stop telling folk how broke you are. And tell them that I am the head and not the tail. I'm the lender and I'm not the bar. Anybody need a financial blessing? Start speaking it. Stop talking about how broke you are. Somebody say, preach, pastor. I'm almost finished, but the word of God is powerful. The word of God will give you energy. The word of God energizes you. Uh, if you slow poking around here, start reading the word of God. Hallelujah. And then the word of God is, is, is penetratable. In other words, it penetrates. Because what does it say up there? It is what? It is sharper. In other words, sharper than any two-edged sword. It means when you use that word penetrate uh, and when you look at the word uh, sword that means it'll cut you. You stop telling folk you're going to cut them. You know you better leave me alone. I'm going to cut you. No, 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 no. no. Don't cut nobody else. Uh, put the word of God on them. Why? Because it's sharper than any two-edged sword.
Lord. It is penetrating and it is convicting. How many of y'all know the word? The word will cut you going. And then the word will cut you coming back. Sometimes that's what we need, a good cutting. But by the word of God, it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Not only does the word penetrate, somebody say preach the word, pastor, but it's also purifying uh, because it does not leave a soul alone. Look what the text says, that is piercing even, hallelujah, to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is what the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. You have to understand when you look at that the word of God is piercing. When you look at that word piercing, it means to go through. Tell your neighbor the word to go right through you. Mm -hmm. The word to go through you, it goes right through to the soul and spirit of man with the incisiveness of a surgeon's knife. God's word reveals who we are and what we are not. If you really want to know who you are, come on here. I want to know where the real you stand up. I glory to God. You know, some folk come to church, we put on a mask. Uh, and we want folk to think certain ways and we comb our hair and we fix uh, ourselves up but can I please help you here today I don't care how good you think you look that's not the real you sitting in uh, in that pew here's how I know it ain't the real you because if you go home and take anything off <laughs> if you go home and take anything off, 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 you know, off, just whatever. Guess what? That's not the real. That's not the real you. If you go wipe that makeup off, that's not the real you. Uh -huh. Men, if you take that belt on, you got underneath that shirt, trying to tuck in your gut. That ain't the real you. Come on here, somebody. It's only what we can see on the outside. But the Bible said that the word of God it appears right through you. Hallelujah. Right to it penetrate the core of our moral and, and our spiritual life. It's the word of God that takes man's earthly, soulish nature. And here's what it does. It separates it from the spiritual call and, and promise of God. In other words, it pierces and separates a man's soul and spirit and just as a sword pierces a man's joints and marrow. What do it separate, Pastor? It separates a proud soul from a humble spirit. It separates a sinful soul from a righteous spirit. It separates a rebellious soul from an obedient spirit. It separates an unbelieving spirit soul from a believing spirit. In other words, you won't be believing the day while you're at church. But then when you get home, you don't believe no more. You need to be pierced. Tell your neighbor, you need to be pierced. You need a piercing. But here's the piercing that you need. You need one from the sword of the spirit. The Bible says that the word of God discerns. You ain't gonna dance today, but I want you to have the word. The word of God discerns 
discerns the thoughts and the intents. In other words, the purpose of your heart. The word discern. What does that word discern mean? It means to judge. I don't need to judge you. Let the word of God do the judging. It, it means to sift and analyze. And so in other words, it said that the word of God is able to penetrate into the furthermost recesses of a person's spiritual being, sifting out and analyzing the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Tell your neighbor, God knows your heart. God knows. God knows the intents of your heart. God knows why you do what you do. Walking around here trying to fool everybody. You can't fool nobody. It don't do no good to fool me because I can't do nothing to you. But God knows the intents of your heart. And guess what? The Bible can get into us. And how many y'all know when we get the Bible really down in us? It will expose our evil. And it will convict us of our sin. Somebody say, I ain't gonna read the Bible because I really don't want to know what's really down on the inside of me. But guess what? If you really, yeah, my God, want to be all that God desires for you to be, uh, then you'll put this word down on the inside of you. Uh, and this word will expose every evil. Uh, and this word will convict us of every sin. Uh, how many of y'all know the Bible will clean us up and it will give us uh, a holy conviction and character. That is why it's so important that we be faithful and earnest in reading and studying the scriptures. And that's why we as preachers, that's why you missionaries, you got to be my God mindful. And you got to be faithful in teaching and preaching the word of God. I know what some of y'all really want to hear. You want me to prophesy a new house and a new car. Hallelujah. You want me to prophesy you're going to get a raise on your job. But I ain't doing none of that kind of prophecy. Because I don't need to prophesy to you when the word already says it. The word says if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and the Lord's going to give it to you. You don't want to be faithful. You don't want to tithe. But you need God to bless you with a new car. Well, I ain't going to tell nobody you're going to be blessed with a new car. But I'm going to put the word on you. That if you bring your tithes and your offering, y'all don't like it. Into the storehouse that it might be meat. And then what did God say? Prove me. And see, won't I open up the windows of heaven? And I'm going to bless you. You ain't going to have room enough to receive. Anybody in here love the word? You ought to tell your neighbor, I love the word. Can I challenge you here today? I want you to spend more time in the word this week. As much time as you spend on Facebook. Somebody say, well, I don't even have Facebook. Spend more time time in the word as you do on the telephone. Spend more time in the word. Tell your neighbor spend more time than you do in the malls. Because the word of God is all that you need. I'm not going to preach too hard in here today. But the word 
is just like a hammer. When you look in Jeremiah the 23rd chapter and verse number 29, the word is a hammer. In other words, it's like a jackhammer. It'll break up everything that's not like God that's in your life. That same verse say that the word is like fire. It'll burn up everything not like God. When you look at James the first chapter, I got to preach the word here y'all. And verse number 23, James said the word is like a mirror. He says for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. How many of you when you got dressed today looked in the mirror? I know I looked in there and I made sure I was all trimmed up. I made sure I didn't have hair in my nose. Y'all ain't gonna hear me. I made sure that my collar was creased and that my tie was straight. When you look in a mirror, when you see something ain't right, what do you do? You correct it. God's word is like a mirror. And the more you read it, and when it start piercing you, you start fixing some stuff. Tell your neighbor, take a look in the mirror. What does the man in the mirror look like? What does the woman in the mirror look like? The word is a seed to multiply. First Peter 1 and 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruption. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The word is like laver. And for young folks that don't know what laver is, it's like soap. According to Ephesians, the fifth chapter and verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Anybody here? Did you take a bath yesterday? If you didn't take one yesterday, I hope you took one today. Why did you bathe? So you could be fresh. So you wouldn't sting. The first message I ever spoke was go take a bath. Tell your neighbor, go take a bath. When you get in the word, the word, it'll wash you. The word, it'll cleanse you. The word, ow! Oh, tell your neighbor, go take a bath. The word will clean you. The word, 
is a lamp to guide you. Psalms 119, verse 105. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word is like rain and it's like snow in order to refresh you. Isaiah 55 and verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and return not but watereth the earth and it makes it bring forth a bud hey, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word go forth out of my mouth. And God says, it will, it will accomplish. Tell your neighbor God's word. Hey, I gotta go now. But God's word, it will accomplish whatever. Somebody shout whatever. Whatever. God say it shall come to pass. If God say that you're healed, it shall come to pass. If God say you are blessed, it shall come to pass. If God say you are delivered, it shall come to pass. Tell your neighbor it shall tell him it shall it shall come to pass. The promises of God are yea and amen. I said the promises of God are ye and amen. His word. I'm trying to close. His word is better than the ribs downstairs and the chicken downstairs. Y'all now see y'all looked up now and got excited. Some of y'all like ribs and chicken more than you like the word. But his word is milk for your babies. It's bread for the hungry. It's meat for the grown-ups. It's honey in the desert. If you find yourself in a desert place, I dare you in your dry place. I dare you hey, in your valley of decision. I dare you to try the word. The word is like honey in the desert. It gets sweeter. It gets sweeter as the day go by. Say it. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Thank God 
for the word. 